Did you know that a 401k is actually not an account? It's just the IRS tax code. You know, <laughs> I think I think this is good. So we. Hey everybody, welcome to our first ever TikTok battle. What we are going to do today is take uh, TikToks that I found, take TikToks that DC found. We're going to compare them and pick them apart. We're hoping that one of us found the worst one. And uh, we're hoping that the worst one is objectively the worst one so that we could declare a winner at the end of this thing. But I guess we'll see. So today we have DC back. Say hi, DC. What's going on, guys? All righty. So let's get into the first video and see what we got. You know, when I talk to most idiots out there, they go, oh, I have a 401k. Well, you've been sold a bill of goods, sweetheart. <gasps> I, the government sponsors this 401k. I said, no, the Federal Reserve in Wall Street sponsors it. If you study history, 1974, there was an act called the ERISA Act, Employee Retirement Income Security Act. That led to a thing called the 401k, and that was in 1974. So I found this video also, so I, I particularly didn't like it. Um, you know, I, I really just... There's a lot of hate toward 401ks, and I think we've talked about this. Um, I think you and I both agree it's not designed exactly perfectly. Um, but what ERISA, E-R-I-S-A, which he talks about, does do is it does protect the investor at some level. So it does make sure you're getting at least uh, decent fees. You have some legal protections um, in like a default. Like if creditors start coming after you, they can't get your 401k. So there are some protections that are really valuable to the everyday person. And I think that's key. So, uh, you know, I think it's kind of funny that he's, it's just a, it's a big blanket he's thrown on top of society. And I'm not sure that's really the, uh, the way to go about it. And, uh, you know, is when he says idiots, is he referring to wealthy idiots or other kind of idiots? I'm confused. I'm just, <laughs> yeah. is that a, was that's that a shot at us? <laughs> that's why I picked this one. <laughs> Yeah, that was because he's talking about us. I'm like Robert. Yeah, I'm like I guess that could be us talking about us. (laughs) Yeah, I mean that's pretty good name drop. We'll uh, we could crop in the other word, right? Yeah, right. We'll we'll make it real obvious too, like wealthy, and then just keep (laughs) absolutely. (laughs) You know, when I talk to most wealthy idiots out there, they go, yeah. So uh, again, I I just think overall, uh, when you look at the investing options available, I've never hid the fact that I use my 401k. Um, is there reasons I would go down to just my match and then invest in like a taxable brokerage account? There are, and I think we're going to talk about that at a later time. But um, for the most part, my 401k has low fees. Uh, it has good investing options, meaning it follows like the Barclays Bond Index, the S&P 500, the total stock market. It has target date funds. So it does all I need to. And I think the average fee is about 005 So again, I don't have many complaints. I think it's a good vehicle. Is it perfect? No, but I think most people should be taking advantage of it, especially to that match. So, I would agree. I picked this one because Robert Kiyosaki was the one talking about it. And almost universally, people will be like, here's the flaws with 401ks, and they're right. And then they're like, so therefore, you should use this terrible alternative. Right? (laughs) Bingo. And that guy was about to introduce a terrible alternative. So... And he does. Like, well, I mean, he's Robert Kiyosaki. He's going to be like, go invest in real estate, which is not wrong. It's just also put money in 401k. It's not that big of a it deal. Is, it is. And I, I think it's easy to tell people to go invest in real estate. And then they look at the fact that they don't have twenty five, thirty thousand for their first down payment. And, and that's a difficult thing to cope with. So they say, well, hey, mm-hmm. I can put money in a 401k. Why would I try to save 30 grand to do real estate? There's a hard entry fee. And uh, we know you can work around that, but again, it's not necessarily easy, and it does take some work. So you know, it's just worth saying. It's not 
real estate is not the easiest thing to break into. There are some hacks and like, you know, buying a duplex and living in half of it, that's a good one, but there's not a ton of hacks. So contrary to what some people say. When you first graduated either high school or college, what is the best piece of advice that you give to your younger self? Buy life insurance, whole life now. A lot of things people don't understand is this America, namely the Rockefellers, started with whole life policies that allowed them to basically put a policy on 15, 20 members of the family, and they put it in a trust that kept their money together. And they borrowed money from the trust to buy cars and buy houses instead of paying it to the banks. And they've done that over and over and over again. I agree with them 100%. Majority of people think life insurance is for the death, but what they don't know if it's structured correctly with the correct company, you can make these policies into your own bank, just like what the Rockefellers did. See, the nice thing is everyone can get this, but the hard part is finding the right agent who knows how to design these policies. But you're in luck, because you're looking at him right now. Click the link in my bio if you want to use these policies as a financial tool. Oh, man. All right. So, yeah, the IUL, whole life. IUL is index universal life on the whole life debate and whether or not that's an actual vehicle, good vehicle for investing. This, this is frustrating. So for like my, my first point is the argument that because the rockers fellas, Rockefellers did it, you should do it too. Doesn't stick with me. Like you got to give me the reason why the Rockefellers did it, what it is that they're using it for. Not just like, Oh, they, they, it's a financial vehicle. They did financial things with it. Therefore you should too. That doesn't stick. What is it that they used it for? We've gone back and forth with whole life people a few times. And our biggest thing is we can replicate everything that exists in these life insurance policies without paying somebody to do it. It's not even that hard to do. In fact, it's probably easier than setting up life insurance. Um, the one exception is that we can't transfer over $12 million tax-free to uh, you know more than one person. That's by the tax code. Once you transfer more than $12 million to a single person, when you die, you get taxed. So I guess if I was trying to transfer more than $12 million to my kids when I died, to each of them, right, $12 million to each of them, then I might be interested in this, which would also kind of explain why the Rockefellers are interested in this, because they're transferring huge amounts of wealth down to their descendants. But for most of us who aren't going to hit this marker where, like, you know, for me, I've got four kids. I'm not going to have, you know, what is that, 48 million dollars i'm not gonna have 48 million dollars for them when i die it's not gonna happen like 99.999 percent of us aren't gonna have that so why pay someone a fee to get benefits that we can get on our own without these guys and the answer is there isn't a reason yeah i I have no idea and i really put that video up there because of the rockefeller argument and that's uh, you hit Mm. a nail on the head uh, so I think it's funny because that dude's making a TikTok video and he is not targeting the Rockefellers. So we're clear, <laughs> like he is targeting people that should not be buying whole life. So the Rockefellers were, I think at one, at the point in time where, um, you know, they were more historically significant. It was the wealthiest family in the country. Mm. So you're talking, they had equivalent of billions of dollars to invest and do things with would I argue against a whole life policy is maybe a tiny piece of that. Probably not. You could make that argument. So it's diversity at that point um, or diversification. So again, I think it's an insane argument. I love it when people are like, Hey, LeBron James is doing this. So you should too. That is a terrible (laughs) argument. Like talk to people like they're normal humans and, you know, give them advice that actually applies. And that's exactly what I was trying to get at with showing you that video. 
Yeah, you could use this argument. Like the LeBron, the, the oh my gosh, the LeBron James example is perfect. Like LeBron James played high school, or uh, no, he played basketball as early as he could, as much as he could. Therefore, everyone else should also play basketball as much as they can in order to replicate LeBron James's life is never going to yeah, happen. I mean, if, if that's the right. scenario, yeah. <laughs> right. And then my favorite with these guys, the whole life guys and their arguments is like, when you start breaking the numbers down and you're like, look, this doesn't make sense. There isn't a time in history where this makes sense. Right. They'll be like, yeah, but you don't know what the future holds. Like you can't put everything down on a spreadsheet. That's their answer. I'm like, all right, well then if I can't put it down on the spreadsheet, if I can't calculate the benefit of what I'm trying to accomplish, but I'm still paying you money, then I'm not going to do it. Plain and simple. Yeah, I agree. And also, just for our, uh, our viewers, you know, note that when you see these TikTok videos or Instagram videos or Twitter feeds, whatever you want to call it, um, none of these people just end the video with saying, hey, I'm just a good guy here to give you free advice. They're always saying, hey, <laughs> click my link and buy from me. I can mm -hmm. properly structure these vehicles. Like, there's always a sales pitch. So just remember, wealthy idiots, we don't sell you anything. Uh, we do get a little bit of ad revenue. When I say a little bit, I think I finally got a cup of Starbucks coffee last week. But minus that, uh, we're not making a lot <laughs> yeah, of money. So. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that's the dilemma with selling stuff like this, right? Is that, like, once you've convinced enough people that this is the right thing that they should do, if someone disproves that, you can't listen to them. Like, you, because admitting that that person's right is going to mean that you destroyed like a whole bunch of people's finances. And I don't think that yeah. the normal person's conscience can live with that. So like by default, no. these guys cannot back off of what they believe. <clears throat> and we see that in arguments all the time where we point stuff out and their, their responses sometimes are like, well, you just don't understand. And I'm like, all right, well help yeah. me understand. And you get these people who have put a bunch of money in or have sold this policy to a bunch of people who cannot explain it. They, they'll point me to other people. They'll be like, go look at this. They'll explain it. You're like, well, you just put your money into something you don't understand and you can't tell somebody else about. Like, I can explain to you why you should get the employer match in a 401k, why you should open up a Roth IRA, what I you're mean, doing with a taxable math. brokerage account. I could, I yep. could show you on an Excel sheet in a couple of minutes why you would be doing those things. And so like, if you have a financial product and you're selling it or you have one and you can't explain what it is you have it for, but you just trust somebody, that's rough, man. I don't know what to tell you. Absolutely. That's not the way to be. Yeah, that's a, that's a nice little uh, conundrum right there. Did you know that a 401k is actually not an account? It's just the IRS tax code. And the reason that your job is matching the amount that you put in your 401k is because they can match up to $68,000 a year and they write it off. But let's say you keep all your money in your 401k until retirement. So based off 40, 40, 40, you work 40 hours a week, you work for 40 years, you retire with 40% of what's in your 401k. Meanwhile, your company has been matching the money that you put into your 401k, never having to pay the taxes because they write it off. Did you know that at the age of 59 and a half years old, that you can take control of your retirement and you can roll that money over into a secure account. He is not lying. And so what he is talking about is a fixed index annuity, which means that you will no longer lose money in the market, but you still get to participate with the upside of the market. You know, <laughs> I think, I think this is good. So we, 
we have not got on annuities very much. We have uh, we have admittedly gotten sucked down the wormhole of whole life and indexed universal life. I mean, we can admit that. Like, yep. it's a train wreck, and once you get on that train, you can't help but crash repeatedly. So, <laughs> in, uh, annuities. So, again, we're talking about uh, most of the annuity products now are variable annuities. So, they're selling you that, hey, you can have the highs of the stock market, but not the lows. Again, anytime you get sold that, you have to ask the question of how does the person selling this product make money off of me? And it's a good question. So like with anything else, um, you the risk you're accepting when you're young is what allows your portfolio to grow. So I would say that, and uh, first of all, there's a lot of fees with annuities, but having a cap on gains and a floor on losses does not serve you well over a 40-year period. So rather than that, um, consistently invest, then you get dollar cost averaging. This is over a long period of time. You can do this with brokers such as Fidelity, Vanguard, Schwab, E-Trade. They all have extremely low fees and they're not gonna fleece you month to month. So you can continually invest in these products, uh, dollar cost average over 40 years. And then at the end of it, you have a couple different options. One would be you know, his 40% uh, reference. I'm not 100% sure what that means. I think he was referring to the 4% rule, which is the Trinity study, nonetheless. So 4% no, is what you could withdraw. What he's saying is with taxes and everything and penalties and all that over time for your 401k, you only actually get to use 40% of it. Yeah, whatever. I don't know how that's he got to garbage. that number, but I think that's what he was saying. Okay, so yeah, if you have a million bucks in your 401k, you could safely withdraw 4% for the rest of your life. That is 40 grand a year. Maybe that's the 40 he's talking about. Um, nonetheless, uh, again, there's multiple different options. You can have a taxable brokerage account. Again, you don't pay on capital gains until you actually sell securities. So if you take a security backed line of credit, which we'll talk about more in a future episode, you could technically not pay taxes ever. So again, there's other ways around this. I think this is just a, a way to sell an annuity. And I, honestly, I don't even want to know who they're selling annuities for because there are reputable annuity providers. And I'm just going to guess that they're not working for any of them. That's just a hunch off the top of my head. So, <laughs> so I'm going to add on a little bit. So um, what they're saying here is to go ahead and put your money in your 401k as you're working, but then to yeah. roll it over to a fixed index annuity once you hit retirement. And technically, you can do that. You do take a giant hit when you do that. And they're just saying the hit is worth it because you don't ever take losses when the market goes down. You don't have to worry about it. Um, almost like you know, selling stuff in your four hundred one k and putting it into bonds or something isn't a thing that you're allowed to do, right? But then uh, taking that tremendous hit, and then to to go with what you said, which is like you don't have to make your four hundred one k your primary vehicle. You can have a four hundred one k so you can get that match and take advantage of that, and then make something else your primary vehicle: your Roth IRA, your taxable brokerage, so you're not paying taxes. So you can withdraw the minimum from your four hundred one k. And then at the end of the day, you could probably offset the, the taxes for your, whatever that minimum withdrawal in your 401k is pretty easily with you know tax loss harvesting or something like that. It's, it's not going to be like this tremendous issue. Don't take a giant penalty hit to give other people money. It, it just doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I would agree. And then again, we, uh, you know, all these people are selling one single idea. So anytime you hear someone say like, hey, the one key to retirement is this product. 
that is already off on the wrong foot. So we've talked about this before. You know, retirement is about diversity and planning. It's about having multiple streams of income. It's about having fail safes. Um, it's about things like having some real estate to back up some of your more liquid assets that are in stocks. You know, it's about owning your home possibly so you can still have a roof over your head no matter what happens. I mean, you could sell this a lot of different ways, but saying like, hey, an annuity is the solution. That's just a terrible piece of advice. So, <laughs> yeah, agreed. All right, here we go. 401k was never meant as a big retirement plan. A 401k was developed because after the depression, people were not getting back into the stock market. So they created a 401k to make it easy for the average person to get into the stock market. So you really got to do some research. I mean, everybody, all of us need to really do our research when we're looking at just blindly accepting advice from somebody. So I don't think today you can save yourself to retirement. I mean, the interest rates, 2%, right? It was, it was almost negative because it was zero something and the fees you're paying is brings you negative. Um, so if you're saving money, are you trying to build as big a nest egg as possible to live off of? And who knows what's gonna happen with inflation, deflation, there's so many factors. So I don't think saving and a 401k is a good financial retirement plan at all. I think it's probably some of the worst advice you could get today. Okay, I, I have reacted to this one before. and. The reason I remember that is because she says that this was something that was started after the Great Depression. But if you go look when 401ks kicked off, it was like 19, let's see, I looked it up while we were talking, while we were watching, 1978. So if that was a Great Depression response, they were like 50 years late. (laughs) So that is just a nonsensical argument. But I'm going to give her the benefit of the doubt here because I didn't notice this the last time we had watched this, but at the end, she says saving money in your 401k is not a valid retirement plan. And I didn't catch that she said the word saving last time. So let's pretend that she actually meant that word, that saving in a 401k okay. is not the right yeah, way to go. We, we both hate savings. That's fair. Yeah. And um, it's true. And we pointed this out before, I think, on our last TikTok one. If you put money in your yep. 401k and you don't do anything with it, essentially what you're doing is you're paying to save money. And she's right, right? Because you're, you, may, you may get the employer match and the money goes into the 401k, but the 401k is an account and the money just sits there and it doesn't do anything unless you go in and tell it where you're trying to invest this money. And if you don't tell it to invest anything, you're just paying fees. And then by the time you hit retirement, you're going to have you know less than what you put in essentially or less than what you and your employer together put in. Um, you have to invest it. So I'm going to go, I'm going to say that she actually meant invest, you know, in the 401k. Don't just put your money there and leave it. And if she did mean that, then she's right. Um, but the guy at the bottom, who's like sitting there, like pointing at the, at the video being like, this is it. This is it. He isn't trying to tell you to invest in your 401k, right? This guy 100% is trying to talk you into purchasing something. I don't know what it is. But he's using this video as like proof of like, stop giving your money to the 401k and give your money to me. And man, I wish I could figure out what it is he, he's selling here. Do you happen to I, know? I mean, we could, uh, I don't, we could take some educated guesses. Honestly, that was like the whole video. So I don't really know what his point was. I'm guessing there's a link where you click and then buy something. I mean, I'd guess indexed universal life. That's just my safe default. Ooh, he's, he's got a link. 
It's got a link. Let's of find course out. it does. All right, guys. So we, we went offline there for a second. We had to look up what Rory's deal is, and it took us a while. So his website obfuscated everything he's doing. He calls himself a financial planner, an educator. He gives free consultations. It, it wasn't until we noticed that in the background of one of his photos that the actual company that he's working for shows up, and it's HGI. We didn't know what that is, so we looked it up, and sure enough, they're selling life insurance, indexed annuities like our last video, and it's an MLM structure, which means it's like, it's like selling you a product you don't need for amazing fees, and the entire structure of the business is also robbing the people who are trying to sell those things. It's like scam on top of scam. I don't want to say scam. That's not the right word. It's yeah, scammy on top of scammy. That's what I'm going to go with. Yeah, it's <laughs> not very people-friendly. Scam adjacent. Yeah, but man, they're yeah. doubling up on it. I, I think that that's, um, that's an exponent, man. That's a scammy square right there. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Yeah, so especially don't buy IUL if it's from MLM. There's a hot take. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, man. I don't know. I can't believe that, I need to say that. Ugh. That video, for like because I've seen this video before, I was like, all right, well, this isn't going to be the winner because I've already seen it. But doing all this research on this Rory guy at the bottom, uh, this might take the cake, man. Yeah, go ahead and hit me with a video. I need to move on from this. I think that was that was our last bad one. So I'm hitting you with the good one, and then you hit me with the good one. But I think that you might have won this competition, dude. I have $6 million by the time I'm set to retire and I'm only 26. Here are the three steps to get started investing. Number one, you need to open an account. An IRA might be a good option for you. Head on over to the link in my bio to open one. Number two, you need to fund the account simply by putting money in it. And no, you don't need tens of thousands of dollars to get started. All right, last but not least, the most important step, the step I see everybody skip. Number three, you need to go buy things with the money. An IRA is not an investment. It's the investing account that holds your investments. It's like a gift card. You went and put money in the gift card by funding the account. Now you gotta go spend it. Two basic things to invest in, stocks or bonds. Stocks are tiny little slivers of a company, while bonds are either the debt of a company or government. To mitigate your risk of investing in stocks, you can invest in groups of stocks, like mutual funds, index funds, ETFs, etc. A typical financial advisor might recommend an index fund because they're low fee and they also invest in a bunch of different companies. Let's recap. Number one, open an account. Number two, fund the account. Number three, choose your investments. And boom, you're an investor. Hey, what, what was that, like 45 seconds? I mean... 53, 53 seconds. Yeah, so in 53 seconds, she has given more value than I think every video we have watched <laughs> on this show together. So, I, you know, she crams a ton of very simple steps in one video. She tells you, you know, you can go start an IRA, um, and then if you put money in the account, no matter what the amount is, and then you invest, you can, some places you can start investing as low as a dollar, I think. I mean, you can start investing and, you know, making money for the long term. And, you know, when she talks about $6 million, that was a number that I think years ago, I mean, even as soon as or as recent as 10 years ago, it probably would have been uh, unachievable to me. And I think you could probably go with the same mindset. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you'd have told me $6 million 10 years ago, I'd have been like, I can't get that. I'm just a normal guy working a fairly average job, and there's no way. And then once you start reaching milestones and seeing what your money can do, I mean, after you hit a hundred grand and then two hundred grand, 
it starts seeing seeming very plausible compared to without seeing it. So it's really about getting started and jumping off the deep end. And if you wait, the longer you wait, it's just going to keep slowing down the process. So I think this video hit it all. Uh, it tries to get people to move, you know, inertia sometimes is difficult and, you know, get started on that path. Oh, 100%. It covered the bit we were just talking about. Invest the money you put in the account. Don't just stick it in the account, whether that's your 401k, Roth IRA, IRA, whatever. Invest it. Make sure it's invested. And to your example, 100%. I remember one point in my life when I had a 20k goal that seemed just nearly impossible. Like I was having the worst time getting to 20k. And that was just to like save a little bit per month, but there's something would come up and I need to spend it. And then I started actually, or I, I figured out ways to avoid my money, like to invest it before I saw it. That was a big key. We've talked about that before. And I stopped looking at it for a time and then went back and looked at it and realized I had a lot more than 20K. And it kind of fried my brain a little bit. I was like, whoa, man, like in a short amount of time, I got well past my goal. And in a long period of time, I could never actually achieve that goal. And then, like you said, once you see the light, it's, it's like hard to stop. It becomes so incredibly motivating because you know, you're like, every dollar I invest today is going to grow to being like $50 by the time I hit retirement, right? And if you're like 20, it's like 88 or $90 by the time you hit retirement. And then every dollar you spend, you're like, shoot, man, this is worth 90 bucks. <laughs> so then your, your thought process yeah, changes. It, you're like, how do it, I not spend? How do I make more? And how do I invest as much as humanly possible? Yeah, you're 100% spot on. I, I view everything I do, it's always the question of like, hey, what's the opportunity cost of spending this 100 bucks? And there's always a number at the end of it. And I mean, it's fairly insignificant. If And we've talked about this in articles before. If you buy Starbucks two, three days a week, I, you can make the argument that that's not very impactful over 20 years. But if you're the, the person that goes to Starbucks seven days a week, I mean, if you compound that over 40 years, I think the number came out to like $1.5 million. I mean, that's crazy. <laughs> so you're talking, hey, you just make a goal not to ever drink Starbucks again, or maybe you limit it to once a month, and you have a chance at $1.5 million. That's that's nuts. So if you, if you yep. take that and apply it to things like a car payment, or you apply it to things like a personal loan, I mean, the numbers get wacky really fast, and you can start seeing where the potential is and how you can you know, really end up wealthy out of this. Yeah, and, and uh, shameless plug, if you head over to WealthyIdiots.com, I'll drop the link, um, and you head over to our compound interest calculator, there are actual buttons at the bottom that will auto-fill the calculator for you, and one of them is, what if I just invest my coffee, or what if I bought a cheaper car? And you could see the impact of those things. So I mean, you hit the exact example. Uh, I don't know if that was intentional or not. Yeah, so I love that example. It's it's really controversial. I see it posted all the time. You know, hey, you're never going to become a millionaire by not drinking coffee at Starbucks. And that's not exactly true. I will say it's mostly true, but there is, uh, you know, I know people that drink Starbucks all the time. So, mm -hmm. Well, you can make hundreds of thousands of dollars by not drinking Starbucks. Absolutely. I, that's worth it. Safely. All right, last one. What I'm about to show you, millionaires don't want you to know. I'm a millionaire and that guy is an insurance salesman. He goes on to try to sell something called indexed universal life insurance or IUL. He presents it as an investment, but it's not, it's an insurance product. If you buy it, your premium payments will get eviscerated by fees. The small cash value it can carry will dramatically underperform the stock market, which can cost you millions over the course of a career. 
He says millionaires buy it, but they don't. I'm a millionaire. I never invest in life insurance. I don't know any millionaire who invests in life insurance. It's simply deceptive advertising used to take advantage of people. Never invest in life insurance. Oh, man. You might have won like both the best videos on this one. I didn't even think to look for a good video that bashed my life insurance. That was so brilliant. I, I oh, love that man. dude. I know. When I found it, I was yeah. so happy. And he's 100% <sighs> right. You know, like we, neither one of us have disclosed our net worths. I want to tell the audience that they are good. Our net worths are good. That's as high as I'm going to go. Um, not They're as good as this improving, guy. But improving daily. Yes. And um, also, we don't own life insurance, and none of the people we talk to own life insurance. And this guy, who's also a millionaire, is saying he doesn't own life insurance, and no one he talks to owns life insurance. So who are all these wealthy people who own life insurance? Where are you at? I mean, Doug Andrew owns life insurance. I mean, supposedly, he says that he does. We haven't seen any proof of that. And he's a millionaire, but only because he's selling it. That's as far as we could tell. <laughs> It's like I don't I don't actually know who all these people are that are like super rich who are like dumping money into this thing that just dramatically underperforms the market and you pay you pay to underperform the market. I I don't I don't know who those people are, but this guy is a 50 41 seconds is perfect. Yeah, so I just have a couple thoughts on this. You know, the biggest one is Doug Andrew. That's a great example, but you can enter you can change his name with any of these IUL or whole life or MLM salesman, you know, mm -hmm. show your show your purchase of the product. So this guy's like, hey, I'm a millionaire. I don't remember. I think he was worth like what four point five million just in investments. So he's probably worth more than that. He's probably well over six seven. Um, but with that True. being said, like I would love to see Doug Andrews show us a screenshot of his whole life or Index Universal Life policy that has ten million in it. I don't think he's going to do that. Um, so I think that's a that's a misnomer right out of the gate. This guy debunks that completely. And I would also argue the fact that uh, you're not going to get wealthy by following some of these insurance salesmen that just appeared out of nowhere and are trying to sell you products. You're going to get wealthy by surrounding yourself with like-minded people that you're watching become successful. So you can see it when your friend all of a sudden pops out 15 rental properties, you know, go cling to that guy. Don't watch YouTube videos and find this dude that's trying to sell IUL. Go walk around the guy's rental properties and ask him how he did it. You're going to learn more from that than any of this other stuff. So I think surrounding yourself with the right people is key. I think you can apply that to any facet of life. I think growing up, you know, the high school, the high school classmates you surround yourself with kind of shapes who you are in college. You know, you want to be in the right click in college. We're in the Marine Corps. You know, there's different groups of people <laughs> there. You want to stick to the right ones. It's no different with personal finance. Find a good group, stick with them, and you'll learn from them and adapt and, and push forward. Yeah, you made, you made a really good point, which is, we don't see a lot of these salespeople, and especially the young ones, they're obviously not going to be wealthy. And we haven't seen a whole lot of them share what it is that they're doing personally to build wealth and how that's actually working out for them. Like we're doing that here, right? Like um, that's one of my biggest rubs with the Dave Ramsey crowd is that he's getting all these Dave Ramsey personalities who have like zero life experience. Like they went into a bunch of debt. They discovered Dave Ramsey. They're out of debt now. And now they're telling people how they did it, yeah. well, which is awesome. But like, they don't know the alternatives, right? So like, they'll talk about the alternatives as if, as if they have some experience there, but they don't, right? And so someone who has experience with the alternatives, with the methods that Dave Ramsey says to don't follow and with success, I could adequately say like, okay, not everything he says is for everyone. It may be for most people, but it's not for everyone. 
And then we have the same thing, same example here. Got a bunch of, you know, what looks like college. Remember that one kid that was like all looked like he was, uh, he's all suited up. His hair was all slicked back. Like yep. he was trying as hard as he could to like replicate what he thought a businessman was. And he looked like he was from Mad Men. Yep. Right. Like he, you know, that guy probably has 20 bucks in his bank account and he's trying to tell you what rich people do. <laughs> it's just, not, oh, yeah. it's, it's not crazy. true. It's not accurate. Yeah, yeah, that whole, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's really, you got to remember, it's social media. Uh, people can portray themselves however they want. So, again, you and I have not disclosed net worth, so am I going to say there's a point where we won't? Uh, no, I think we very well could. It's not today. Um, but nonetheless, you know, I think as we go, you could kind of take hints of watching different success moves. Like, you, you guys know I've bought some real estate and done some small subdivisions. Uh, you know AJ's done some Airbnb rentals. I mean, there are some key signs, and those are really the things you want to look for in the people you surround yourself with. So, you know, TikTok, you could say just about anything you want. I'm terrified that my kids will find it one day for a myriad of other reasons. So I'm I'm clearly yeah, terrified sure. for personal finance reasons. But, I mean, it's just, again, you can be anything you want on the Internet. So you have to, at some point, you know, find some trusted agents, and not like literal agents, but trusted agents and friends and family that – you know, kind of have some experience in this. So, yep. You know, at the end of the day, like find ordinary people who are just telling you what they did. Like people who have ordinary jobs who aren't like, you know, who didn't make millions and millions of dollars selling courses to poor people. Sorry, Dave Ramsey. Or who didn't make millions and millions of dollars selling bad financial products to people. Just look for ordinary people who aren't trying to make money, who are just trying to tell you what they did so that you could be successful too. And, you know, shameless plug, that's us. So before yep. you guys take off, make sure to like and subscribe. Don't miss out. We're still giving away $500 to one of our first 10,000 subscribers. Hit up WealthyIdiots.com. That's where our calculators are at. Articles posted constantly. New videos are all posted there. Um, any plugs I'm missing? No. Uh, yeah, just remember we're here for you guys. Again, uh, we both wake up in the morning and go to work and put in you know, 8, 10, 12 hours a day and then try to fit this in on our free time. So, again, we're uh, we're doing the same thing most of you are. Just keep that in mind. True story. And, oh, and lastly, if you – I'm going to declare DC the winner on this one. But if you disagree, throw it in the comments. Or if you agree, throw it in the comments. It would be interesting to see it. Like, get a little vote action going on. We'll see how many comments each of us get. <laughs> and uh, maybe we'll talk about that in our next battle. I'll come a little more prepared. So thanks, DC, right. for stopping by I look again. Forward I to super it. appreciate it. And uh, thank you all. We'll see you all next time. Thanks, guys.